Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu, coming at you Sunday night here. So, uh, big win down in Tallahassee, fellas. Uh, took on the Seminoles, 76 to 67. A little bit of a tongue twist there. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead here. We're going to talk a lot about Jared McCain. Uh, um, he was clearly the star of this one. Big night, 35 points, setting some records there. Um, another solid performance from Roach, even sometimes... <laughs> Again, it's these games where he can just coast, it feels like, but all of his buckets are just so clutch. Um, got 17 and four from him. Only guy in double figures, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, notable absent from Tyrese Proctor uh, yesterday. Didn't make the trip down, dealing with some concussion stuff. Hopefully everything's going good on that. Haven't heard a ton about that. Um, but fellas, let's just kind of jump right in here. So Again, I'm not going to bury anything. Let's just kind of talk about Jared. Uh, first half, 25 of the 44 points with the big one coming right before the half to the dagger, hit the silencer to the crowd here. Um, Raul, I know you had a lot going on, but you were catching some of the game there. What did you take of Jared's first half explosion? Well, yeah, it was interesting because I didn't think he was like running off a lot of screens or anything like that. It was like the first few he got were like uh, – defensive lapses from FSU, like a bad closeout and then not uh, catching him in transition. But then after that, he was just mismatch hunting. He was getting a bigger guy on him and then just kind of taking a step to make it look like he was going to drive, stepping back um, and just nailing the three in their face. So yeah, it was just great individual basketball, honestly. It wasn't like we were running super clever stuff like double drag screens or anything like that. Yeah, it wasn't JJ type treatment in terms of like running off screen. I mean, several of those after that first one, he hit in the corner, um, hit two or three that were like pretty deep. Yeah. Right? And then you mentioned that a one lot at the of top of the key that bounced was, in. Bounced yeah. In. That, that was, was a heat like check. close <laughs> yeah. to logo status there. Um, shoot, what about you? Just first half here, walk me through the Jerry McCain experience. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that's fun to watch. I don't know if we've had 
Cam Reddish had a game like that, maybe where he hit six or seven threes. Maybe also um, against Florida State. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The yeah. game where he had the game winner, I think he had six threes, maybe. Okay. Or at um, least five. And I'm sure Gary hit, had to have hit, yeah. you know, several in, in a game. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. I mean, like you said, uh, the one that bounced in just seemed like a, a heat check. But when they're going in like that, you know, it was what, six of six, six of seven when he finally missed one? He, he made his first eight shots of the game, made his first six threes. Yeah. Um, and some of them, like you said, off off the bounce, stepping in with a big guy, just and it wasn't just back. like the traditional step back three, like that one that he made on the like I think it was the right or left wing, where he just like has to take like three steps back and then still is like fading away over that dude and just drills it. Clearly, the crowd had some stuff for him prior, like he was going back and forth with some people out there. To me, when I was watching it, it was like that's how I felt watching like Andre Dawkins and like. 2011 12 ish right where he would have some of those like 25 28 point kind of like just win games um, for us you know and i want to say one of them was also against florida yep. state yep. man i think there was well i think yeah we had a huge first or second half just just torching them i mean and they they let him keep doing it so you know paint your nails paint your nails <laughs> <laughs> um you know i feel like a lot of guys can shoot 45 percent from three on catch and shoots but you you saw in this game like he's going to have the ability at the next level to shoot off the dribble and that's such a big skill because he's he's able to dribble and then get on balance so quickly yeah um and it's he's got this like this like awesome upper body balance too right where his legs are kind of doing it but like up shoulders up like he is just squared um every time like it doesn't matter like how he catches it or how he's like full falling back and he's also got that one ability like the one where they this is skipping ahead a little bit but they got the technical and then he got kicked back out we'll flip one in and we'll, we'll talk about flip but got blocked and it just kind of lands to him and he just takes another step back and just immediately kind of just flips it just flicks it in there <laughs> his night i think the only complaint that i had is that he only took 11 threes like if you're yeah. making eight and you make your first six, it's like, dude, I want yeah. you getting 15 up at yeah. least 15 up. Um, well, that's why I thought we actually, uh, this may be jumping ahead to talk about flip a little bit, but that's why I thought we actually played better when Ryan was in the game, especially in the first half. We went on two like big runs when he came in. It wasn't anything Ryan was doing, in my opinion. It was just the whole offense was running through Jared instead of, you know, having to give flip a bunch of touches. Yeah, just yeah, just heating up with uh, Jared. Speaking of the offense, a little bit, um, we talked a lot with uh, with Brian Geisner when he was on about some of our just like empty side pick and roll. And so it didn't seem like we were doing that like a ton, like yesterday. Um, most of our ball screens seemed to be kind of like top of the key. Yep. Um, maybe there was something strategic in with their that, length, or, you know, just yeah. Length and speed give, all give around. Different, yeah, you know? trying to get them to collapse more so that you could actually kind of get out and do some stuff. Um, you could tell whenever we would try to get into the paint, they were collapsing like three guys in. Yeah. Like, that's how, I mean, what we have, uh, Flip had six turnovers, Roach and McCain both had like five and four. I mean, I mean they had nine blocks. We shoot 40% from two, which is not good, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, I mean, clearly the length was a, was a problem. Like yeah. all day, it was a problem. Um, thankfully, you have a guy that's going to go eight for 11 from three, and that just completely breaks and neutralizes <laughs> all of that for the most part. Um, and, and you know, credit to, to Jared too, because even like once he had got going that way, like in the second half, typically 
it, it's if you're not able to get those type of shots, you just may, maybe not even score in the second half or like whatever. But he started putting the ball in the deck. Some of those layups that he was sitting were mm-hmm. just like really tough, man. Um, considering how many blocks that they had, right? Like some of those finishes that he was getting in there, like Foster wasn't getting those, Roach wasn't getting those, Flip wasn't getting those. Um, yeah, the yeah. scoop lay in the high hurricane, high, yeah, on the right yes. side there, yeah, that yeah. Was nice. Um, he also yeah. had that um nice pull up in the middle of the lane in the first yeah. half there too, where he does he does that thing that's like just on the edge of offensive foul where he just pushes off enough to create some space. Uh, to his credit, that hasn't been called so far this year, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. and just completely you, dominated his matchup against that the green kid. I guess he was. I think he's a yeah, senior. Darren right? Green. The one, yeah, I mean, he just completely. I mean, that dude was frustrated. Yeah, he was dude was like, shoving him, two hands shoving him. I mean, it was getting chippy with him. But yeah. I mean, I get it, dude. Dude with painting fingernails is cooking you, bro. Like it's yeah, and he's a freshman. Yeah, and he's right. a freshman. He's just stealing your lunch, dude. Have Have you guys seen the uh, the film room thing from? Yeah, with him and Jay. Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. they're talking about him playing off of two feet, like as he's getting in the paint. Like that's, I think that's really been something, you know, probably what's been the changer for him. Yeah, especially and, and those I, drives lately. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too. That's a great listen if y'all hadn't. It's pretty long, but I recommend yeah. it, like because it talks about that idea of transitioning from high school to college and how like conceptually or intellectually you know that things are going to be a little bit harder but it's it takes a while for that to really because you're just so used to just being able to i can do whatever i want people aren't really scouting me in high school at that level right not to that extent and even if you do odds are that you have someone that can do anything about it or slim to none yeah you don't have two seven foot guys standing in the paint waiting right or a six seven just uber athletic like future nba level wing out there that's just going to like lock you down (laughs) um so yeah, I mean, Jared was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, th- I think it's also worth mentioning Caleb here a little bit, right? Like, oh, yeah. we don't have Tyrese. Caleb comes in, plays 35 minutes. Again, not super aggressive. You know, four points, three assists. I think he had four rebounds, too. But only the one turnover in 35 minutes is... Amen. And he had a few of those, man, those finishes where he I thought, like, that one like layup it's like he had that the dude just came all the way over and it's like i guess you got to punch that right yeah. or you got to go yeah. up and you can't just let that get blocked but and um, the one he got whistled for a travel on was like that would have been an and one there yeah. you know so yeah had that really nice floater though in the lane yeah. had a nice finish too and he had a um, nice finish i've noticed if he goes right man he can finish through a lot of contact and finish a lot it's his left going left he doesn't yeah, doesn't have a high uh, success rate at yet. He just strikes me as a guy where it's like, I really hope he's just a multi-year guy. He's going to come back. I think you could see, everything's there that you want. Like physically, it's there. Um, he's not like sabotaging the offense in any way. Um, I think with another year, the defense just being more aware of like how to play team level defense because I think his individual defense is okay. It's just learning team defense concepts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, I mean that's the way a lot of like longer stronger guards are where if you switch them one-on-one on somebody they're okay because that's a very simple task right just stay with your man but team defense is hard but apparently he i think we mentioned on the podcast before uh he studies a ton of film like more than anybody on the team so yeah Yeah. i I look forward to kind of seeing what he can learn over the summer and bring to the table yeah especially when the reins kind of come off a little bit right and it becomes a little bit more of your team or you are the lead ball handler depending on kind of how it shakes out with a few other guys. But um, yeah, a lot to be, a lot to be excited for, for, for him. Really the entire backcourt played well. I mean, you have, you had Roach doing Roach things. 
Um, you had Jalen Blakes coming in and just shattering offensive rating with a 207, which is <laughs> yeah, just saw that. Yeah, he ridiculous. had a great like three or four minute stretch there. I mean, he came in, he took a charge, then he gets the steal and one. And one. And it's then he the gets free throw. A, it's all his free throws. A, yeah. Uh, he gets he an boxed, over the he back out. He yeah. Gets an over the back call on Bob, like all within like a minute and a half. Like I said, yeah. man, the kid just plays his ass off and gets you extra possessions, you know? Yeah. Another guy that I, I know there's been a lot of chatter, but another guy where I would absolutely in a heartbeat take senior year, Jalen Blake's coming back. Um, he's probably going to graduate. So he's going to have some other options. Who knows what he wants to do with his life outside of basketball, but um, would totally be down for, for one more of that. But um, let's see who else we, we talked about most of the guards here. Um, Sean Stewart's minutes. I yeah. thought were, you know, four minutes, but four rebounds got yeah. the steal that led to a flip getting, getting his, his only, only easy dunk. dunk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his, his only easy look there. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I thought Sean could have played a little bit more in yeah. this game. Um, you know, kind of a tough game for Ryan too. I think both of his shots were blocked, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, not, tended. I thought yeah, it hit the backboard first. It did. But, it definitely hit the yeah. backboard first. Um, well, I mean, I, Ryan was a plus seven in this game, which was better than flip. And to, uh, to my point earlier, it was like, I think that's precisely because he wasn't, he's not the kind of player to hunt offense. And when you have somebody as hot as McCain, you don't want another player hunting offense, right? Right, right. And and I think that's why I would have liked to have seen Sean take some of those because he's not going to really do that either, right? And right. if you're getting four rebounds in four minutes, yeah. it's like, all right, dude, like, just see if he can get in there and muck things up for us a little bit, um, especially on the offensive class too. Yeah. But yeah, got some good minutes from them, um, especially Blake's and Stewart. You know, obviously needed that with Tyrese being out. Not quite the the offensive explosion game that we've seen from Mark in the last few, but I thought it was still a very good game from Mark. I thought it was good defensively again, as always. Um, you mentioned it in our in our chat offline here, but just the free throw shooting is a little polarizing for him where he'll have those like nine for nine stretches and then he'll have like two for six and one of fives. And um, maybe that's just a function of the trajectory of the shot too, a little bit, right? Like just not a lot of room for error on that thing. How about um, the, uh, how about the 20, 21 footer or whatever, right up against the line. <laughs> that was unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Splash that one. Yeah. But he's been, uh, he's been hitting every shot from the top of the key lately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the jumper is, is he's got it. He's got it dialed in. I guess if you, whatever <laughs> I thought you were going to say down. it was like wet or something. I was like, I don't know if I would describe it that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Um, is it more, more, I don't want to say it. It's, it's like a rock skipping across, you know, it's like yeah. a um, soggy. Yeah, soggy. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, but for him to only have one turnover to two fouls, 34 minutes, playing great defense, it's just that's what you need. Um, I guess I've been talking about it a little bit long enough. Before we go on to that, though, well, let's briefly touch on the turnovers here. So we've we've kind of hinted at it a little bit over the last several weeks of, you know, this was a team that was like top five in turnover percentage in the country for like a long time. Now it's 21st, another game here where we have 17 turnovers. Um, concerned about that at all, fellas? Or, you know, Jared has five, right? Yeah. Hard to get too upset at him. Roach has four. Blip with six was pretty pretty brutal we've um, seen that from him before i believe you know so yeah high, flips, high numbers like that flips are the reason that 
splits were a little bit more frustrating because it was a, a sign of like doing too much, right? The spin, the off balance, the throwing it up, whereas Roach and McCain just didn't really adjust well to what Florida State was doing. They were allowing them to get beat off the bounce and then just poking it out, just poking yeah. it out, just poking, just reaching with their link. They're just po- popping it out. Um, that was just, okay, you know, you got to just adjust to how they're going to defend I think you, McCain but. had one in that transition play where he's like, he's almost falling down as he's trying to throw it to Jeremy. thinks Jeremy's going to float out to the three-point line, but Jeremy's Jeremy still cutting. Yeah. 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 He wanted, he wanted Roach to, because that's what he would have done, right? Yeah. He's like, nah, hell yeah. no, I'm not going in for the layup, bro. I'm going <laughs> yeah. out here. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And to be fair, that's what Roach should have done too. But Probably, yeah. Right. I also felt like there were some lazy passes you know, oh, just yeah. very yeah. casual uh, from Flip, a couple from Roach. He would try to, to skip skip pass that would get yeah. picked off. I mean, you can't, it's hard to do that against Florida State. Yeah, yeah. a lot of those where he tries to throw in the middle too, right? Like yeah. Jared's cutting and it's like, it, it's nice if you can make that pass. But like some of those, it's like, it's it's a reason why you can't make those passes because they're just really hard to do, especially over the length. I mean, at one point, Florida State had like five dudes out there that were six, seven or taller. Like, yeah. And I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I think Florida State like normally causes a lot of turnovers. Like that's yeah. kind of one of their mo's. And look, we've played down there. It's the same thing every year. It's it's basically a football game. You know, it's going to yeah. be physical. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean that's how they want to play, right? Yeah. That's how, that's how they want to play. They play a lot of guys, so they're just yep. running them at you. Yep. Um. All right, let's just do it. Let's just talk about flip for a little bit here, right? Like offensively, not a great game. Defensively. Not a great game. No. Um, I, I don't know. One thing that was curious to me, though, is that he didn't take any threes. Yeah. And we're playing against all that length, right? And they're just swarming Switching. the paint. It's like, why not just pop a little bit, right? Like, why not just do that? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know here. Um, I, I guess I'll toss it to one of you guys here. What, what are you making of this, of the flip game here? You just, you just chalking it up as just dudes in a slump or... You're nervous, you're concerned about where this thing is headed, where are we at? Yeah, I mean, it's like, we all know he hasn't been playing his best for a while now, but I was kind of optimistic that he was turning a little bit of a corner because I thought he was really good in a lot of ways in the Wake game, and I thought he was good in the second half of the Boston College game. Mm-hmm. I figured this game would be a struggle for him because we're near the bottom of Division One in uh, getting our shots blocked, right? And what what is the reason for that? Who's getting their shot blocked? It's mostly flip, right? Ryan Young, too, a little bit. But, you know, that's not really coming from our guards. So, you know, I kind of knew that that was going to be a little bit of an issue. But I I also feel a little bit of it's on on the coaching, too, because I didn't really feel like we were running anything particularly good or creative for him. I just felt like he was just catching the ball at the top of the key and trying to drive into three guys. It's like there's got to be something we can do to move the defense a little bit more before he goes to the rim. Yeah. So it's like he's cutting hard or something like that, you know? Yeah, and I think, too, that's a good point because I think how we want to use him is like how he can, how you will be able to use him in a few more years, right? When he yep. gets a little bit more just like comfortable with that role of being a, a facilitator, being a creator, being a shooter, being you know, a guy that can play on the block um because right now it's like when it's good it's good but like frank kaminsky or something you know yeah. like one of those players where it's just like skilled kind of three level scorer and yeah. right now that's just not what he is yeah well and if he was to stay two more years or in two years from now that yeah. probably is what he's going to look like right of just being awesome um 
because it's just a few things are just the timing, right? Like you got to be so quick and so decisive. And if you're trying to, you know, some of those passes that he's throwing or um, the spin move is just something that's it's hard to get that to go, man. It's just I know he loves it. And when it works, it looks great. But it just feels like it doesn't work more often than it does. But he just um, doesn't have the best balance or footwork, in my opinion. The balance is, is is key there too, right? He he does kind of get off balance a little bit, which leads. And it to depends some... on who you're going up against too. If you got a six eleven guy that can move his feet, he's just right there with you, let you right basically twirl it. I mean, I know twirl into a travel, twirl into a travel. I know one of them baited him into one of those. Yep. Yeah. You know, he spun in expecting contact, and the guy kind of just stepped back and let him. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's still one of those things. It's kind of like the, the Tyrese thing a little bit, right? That we talked about last week of like his numbers across the board are just better all, yep. all around than they were last year. So minus some of the rebounding stuff, which is kind of weird. Um, but everything else is, I mean, his block percentage has basically like tripled, which is yep. good. Um, but I, I think the assists, steals, all that stuff is up. Uh, field goal percentage, uh, three point percentage. So he is having a better year. It's just relative to what we expected from him right right it's not quite been that all-american level right. year um and it started that way i think yeah. that's the kind of weird thing right of like the yeah. first he was in double figures what the first uh i don't know but i remember after like three games wasn't he averaging like 24 points per game or something yeah <laughs> he had a couple of yeah. really big games to start yeah so the first eight games he was in double figures all of them charlotte he only scored five but i mean we run that 80 to 56, so you don't take too much from that because he immediately follows it up with 28, 13, 19, right. 12 against Syracuse. But then around that time, like right after that, he has seven against Notre Dame, eh, whatever. But then dominates Pitt, 26, 30 against Georgia Tech, 19 against Pitt again, 17 at Louisville. But then these recent ones, he's got nine, eight, eight. So he's had three out of the last seven games or eight games. Yep. He's been in single figures, which is, um, you know, Maybe just a sign of a slump because it's not like his usage just really dipped that much. Maybe a little bit, but not not a ton here. But uh, I'll be interested to see what he can uh, do against Miami here. Um, not to get into the preview really, but because Omir is only six seven, correct? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what's what's crazy is that yeah, Kyle, I agree. You know, hasn't kind of lived up to what we expected from him, but um, s still ninth in the Ken Palm like Player of the Year. Yeah, you know, top ten. So it's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, the kid, he still, he still helps. He's still doing a lot for us. He's still a great um, player. Yeah, yeah we're, we're still ways. way better with him on the court. Like if you right. look at a lot of the right. like 100%. on off stuff and all yeah, that absolutely. stuff. And, and, and that's why I give him a little bit of a pass for some of the the defensive aggressiveness. I, I almost wonder if it's like a twenty thirteen like Mason Plumley. Like, you know, you can't foul. We got to keep you on the floor. So you know, pick your. Pick your spots, I guess. And, and that's the thing, too, right? Because for all of the offensive stuff that's might not quite been at the level that we thought coming in, he's surpassed that to me on the defensive end yeah. by far, right? Like, he's held up. I mean, we talked about this not being a great game for him defensively, but I think over the course of the season, he's been way better than most people have given him credit for, uh, yeah. especially being able to switch and guard the perimeter. Um, and, so, and, you know. And some of his uh, best defensive games are actually, like, the lowest – foul games because he's been able to stay out there uh like yeah. against wake didn't he only have like one or two fouls yeah we had two fouls yeah. and, and i thought minutes. that was maybe his best defensive game yeah 
And yeah, he's like, yeah. picked up a lot of like of those silly fouls or yeah. offensive, you know, charges called on him, stuff like that lately. So if you're if you're getting fouls around the rim that, you know, contesting shots, like so be it. Yeah, totally, totally. The ones I don't like are just like the the grabbing on the perimeter or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or against Florida State when it's like clearly y'all lost the ball. It's a turnover. Yep. He's got a wide open lane. He's it's a it's a layup, and then you just kind of bump into him to give him the hand one. It's like you you can't do that, yeah. right? Like that. That's what you got to knock out. But um, yeah, you know. So maybe get a bounce back game. I do think yeah, we should talk about that in the Miami preview here coming up. But um, should be a game where hopefully he can at least be able to see the rim a little bit better <laughs> than he did against Florida State. But uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and let's talk about some of this bracket reveal stuff. All right. Well, let's come back. Um, so I think it was Saturday. The committee revealed their like top 16 seeds. Um, we can, I don't really want to go through all of it because immediately like Purdue lost today. Right. So there's going to be some of that stuff that's going to fall around a little bit. Connecticut just blows the brakes off of Marquette. So, you know, if they did it today, I'm sure UConn's number one overall, probably pretty clearly. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about Duke here. So they come in as the 12th seeded team overall which projects you as a three seed in the West, unfortunately, with Arizona, Kansas, and Auburn. So let's just kind of <laughs> pop there for a second. That's a pretty brutal draw. Um, what did y'all make of that? Should I go to this one to you first? Personally, I like the Arizona. I, I, I don't mind playing Arizona again. I would rather not have to do it that early, but uh, it is what well, it is. Well, but, the good news is, I mean, if you're the three, you're, you don't have to play Arizona eight. and Kansas. You only have to play one of them, right? No, we would play Kansas in the two no, three, right. and then okay. Auburn, Arizona would play. So more than likely, right. you'd have to beat Kansas and, and Arizona, um, unless you're like me and doesn't think Kansas is getting to that point. But that's a different conversation. But sure, um, pretty pretty tough draw. I think it's tough when it's it's just when it's out west, right? Like if Arizona, yeah. they're the lowest one seed, I think. So for them to also get west, just because of geographically, no one else higher than them wants to go out there. That part kind of sucks um if we were playing them in the south or something like if i could play them on orlando or somewhere like that sure don't mind that but um going out west is brutal yeah, we went out west last time came came out of it but and maybe know, was... we had paolo that was from out there and so you know jared you yeah. know get him a little yeah. manny petty and just go bonkers <laughs> out there you know i don't feel like maybe auburn is too much to worry about but i don't know what you guys think about them but Kansas for me is not about Kansas, the team who I think is not like a peak Kansas team. For me, it's more Bill Self. Bingo. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like that, he is like such a good coach at exploiting weaknesses of other teams. Yep. On both sides of the ball, which yep. is pretty scary, right? Like, and he's, I don't, I mean, I, you got to go back and look maybe, but just like emotionally, it just felt like he's just like owned us, like, and, yep. like especially when it mattered. Um, they only play like six. They're not deep, you know. They don't have a deep team, but right. the older guys, Dickinson, McCuller, um, Harris, the point guard, you know. So, yeah, that I Dickinson mean, flip matchup would be exciting yeah. to see. That though, that would be cool to see that. Um, McCuller and Mark, that that's good. Um, yeah, they yeah. got the Australian kid, so maybe him and Tyrese can chirp back and forth. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'd like to see it, but I, mean, I think I, I I'll take the three seed right now, though. Like, already, oh, I yeah, was, absolutely. I was afraid they were going to peg us as a four seed, like coming into this, right? And it's like oh, I was really hoping we were kind of moving up past that a little bit, but um, 
I don't I mean, really understand it, the net anyway, but yeah, it seems like they pay attention to it when they want to and don't when they don't want to. Like, isn't wasn't North Carolina too? Yeah, yeah. And to me, that doesn't make any sense when you're ninth in the net. But yeah, I felt like they should have been a three as well. And I think it's kind of trending that way for them too, right? Like they got to be trending down. But I think they had them as like the did they have them as the last two or the top two? No, they were the number five overall. So yeah, that that was the wild part. Yeah, so they're the top two. Yeah, they're right. They were in consideration for one almost six losses. Um, they're five and four in quad one. That was before the six losses. Well, no, it wasn't. Okay, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they're five and four in quad one. Um, six and one in quad in quad two, which is solid. Like that's good. You know, if you look at us, we're only two and two there. Um, but we're also five and two in quad one. So it's, I don't know, man. Yes. So Um, somebody please explain to me like what they're actually basing it on because. Yeah. Well, it's not the net because the net Alabama's fifth in the net, you know, like, right. But then, but then it's not, it's not anything like Ken Palm either because North Carolina and Duke are neck and neck there. Um, Auburn like is somehow seventh in the net despite being two and five in quad one games. So I don't know what to make of that either. Yeah, I think it's just, it's, I don't know. You know, it makes it where it's like, I don't want to even pay attention to the yeah. net, right? Why even look at that stuff? Like, um, I mean, I, I know I know the net is not the only factor. I'm just confused about how they're weighing all the different right. metrics There's a, and factors. There's a lot of discrepancy there. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So if we were, let's see. So if we were the three in the West, I don't know off the top of my head, but where would that put, what? What pod would that put us in? Uh, sure, it's playing. I'm sure it's playing in like Sacramento or uh, where did we play? It last would time? be the second, but I'm talking about like that first weekend. The first would weekend, we still get Charlotte for that, or is that would be out, right? I'm yeah, guessing we would not, because they wouldn't well, let us play like Kansas and Charlotte for no. Then yeah. being the two seed, although if we were South Carolina, maybe we could sneak one out but yeah i was looking now just to see um where they were all at but i mean i would take a three seed considering where we felt we were just like a few weeks ago honestly you know we were talking about the four or the five and i remember heading into that virginia tech game i was like if you don't win this one you might fall like to six or something you know now we're all the way kind of back up to number three so like we have a chance to I don't know that we can get to a two seed. I mean, I guess we flew one out or something, but if we do well down the stretch here, we could at least move up to not be the last three seed. Yeah. And see, and then Lunardi does his and has Duke as a four seed trending downward in the West. Like, why are we trending downward? I, I have no idea. And he, he still has one four Carolina straight games. A, yeah. He has Carolina <laughs> as a two in the East playing in Charlotte with Michigan State as their seven. So we all know what happens with that. Um, yep, <laughs> with Yukon there as the one, but yet we're stuck in Salt Lake City playing Yale, and then we'd play the winner of the Dayton Sanford matchup. And I'd be praying pretty hard for Sanford in that one, but um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really get that. The good thing is that there's still plenty of time left for us to kind of change all of this stuff, but, yeah, sure. Um, it, shoot, I know you love the net, and I know your buddy was talking about it. So give us your little breakdown here on uh, yeah, I mean, on how shout you feel out about to, this. To my old roommate Thomas, he's a big Wake fan, so I'm sure he's been. Oh, he loves the net. Of, then. Yeah, I'm sure he's listened to a lot of <laughs> Steve Forbrands. But I mean, it it is. It's a it's look. It's not 
it's better than the RPI, but it's not perfect by any means. Um, I think Forbes ran it about like you can beat a team and you move down in the net and they move up. Like it's, and I know the point differential thing that makes a difference. Obviously, I don't know why. You know, he he was kind of quoted as saying, you know, I get paid to win by one, not not to beat the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you guys think about the spread thing. I mean, to me, it's like you kind of game the system by those early games when you're playing, you know, sisters of the poor or whatever, instead of playing your bench and developing guys, you just run the score up. Because if you look at like Alabama, for instance, they're fifth in the net, they're two and six in quad one, they're seven and one in quad two granted. So that's pretty good. But if you look at their quad three and quad four wins, it's basically, they just, they, they hit 102, to 46 on somebody, you know, or 111 yeah. to 60 on somebody. So I guess it's a way to com- to trick the computers, as GP would call it, essentially. So the, I don't know. The net's just a, it, it's just a, a it, weird thing. Really, if you want to look at who has perfected this, it's Kelvin Sampson and Houston. Like the way that they schedule, because they basically only scheduled to where they're, all of their quad one games, they played number eight Iowa State on a neutral, and then they played number 10 BYU. Um, I think that was a conference game, though. All of those other ones, though, are 35th, 49th on a neutral, 19th, 54th on the road, 46th on a neutral. They're not playing top 10 teams, but they're getting the same bump. Yeah, that's because my you're problem. Playing them, right? You're getting the same level of bump of we're treating the 8th ranked team the same as we're treating the 49th ranked team on a neutral. And it's like, no, bro. Like, like keep, Iowa keep State and net. Utah are not the same. <laughs> keep the net. Get rid of the quads. Yeah, well, like, I don't, I thing, don't understand yeah. these boxes and these yeah. like arbitrary cutoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is it a quad one win if we beat the 29th team at home, but if we beat the 31st team at home, it's, it's quad, quad two. two. Yeah. Like, right. there's no difference between those teams. Right. Yeah. They've, they've and the fact it. that it, it fluctuates too. Like, the right. So, what if you beat a team and no, because now that all the games equal the same, November all the way to, to March. Yep. But say you beat a team in, in November, December team that's hot, really good, their star player gets hurt, and then they just fall off the face yep. of the earth. And then at the end of the season, you're not credited for any anything for that, basically. Right. Right. It should yep. be it should be what quad were they in when, when you, you played them. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I, 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 there's some wiggle room with that, too, because at the beginning of the year, it's, there's a little guesswork. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I got, so I maybe, got, like, yeah. maybe that you have to adjust for that somehow, but I think there's no reason you can't just have a completely like linear weighted system where the 29th team counts just a little bit more than the 31st, but it's not a separate quad. Yeah. Right. Like this right. is literally what Ken Palm is, for example. Yeah. Like just yeah. have a system like that. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, yeah, like, and I'm not gonna, I'm not bashing Houston for it. I mean, I think they're clearly good. And I yeah. think they've kind of proven that this year in the Big 12 and everyone thought, but like when you look at how they schedule, dude, it is like the, the very cutoff for like quad one level where they played 11 games and then they played only two quad two games. And those are those games that don't really benefit you, but you can lose as Duke. And then all of their other ones, quad three, 154, four, 144, 156, 126. And then it's seven quad fours games. Yeah. That they have no chance of even potentially losing, right? These are like almost sub 300 level teams, sub 250 level teams. Um, but it's genius computer manipulation. For sure. I think there's kind of three things that are weighing us down right now. Obviously, the the loss at Georgia Tech, quad three. Yeah, probably going yeah. to stay at quad three. Um, Carolina has that one too, so at least we have that. Um, but the Arkansas right now, it's 
they're at 135. So if they move down one more spot, that goes to a quad three as well. Uh, yeah. So, and I looked at their remaining schedule. I don't think there's any way that they stay. So I have a feeling we're going to finish with two quad three losses, unfortunately, um, no matter what we do. So I think we need to at least just win the quad ones and quad twos that we have left. I mean, the yeah. weight game right now is a quad one. Obviously, it's going to be on the road. So, and they'll stay within the top 75. So that'll stay a quad one. And then the Carolina home game will stay a quad one. Got to win this Miami game because they could potentially kind of still threaten yeah. to go up, but they've lost what yeah. four straight. So it's like, ugh, yeah. you got to, you got to get that. Um, where, where is Virginia right now? You know, um, Virginia is 21st. Yeah. Okay. So that's or no, quad, no, they're 21st that's, ranked. They're 40th in the, in the, damn, the net. So they're right. quad two. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. chance of even becoming. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I mean, if they like won every game, including beating us, but that doesn't help us. So uh, maybe if they beat Carolina and a few yeah. others, they could maybe kind of sneak yeah. up there. Um, I, I just think them getting up to 29th is just a bit too far. So that's again, that's a lose lose game where like you beat them at home. It's just a quad two win. That's yeah, not. It, it, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. They're the 21st ranked team in the nation and you beat them at home. They're like, nope, that's quad two, bro. Yeah, exactly. quad two, yeah. <laughs> Another one is state <laughs> who is 76. So they could, if they pop up one spot, yeah, that's, yeah, that's quad one for. opportunity. Um, yeah, but, it's just I wild. Mean, the the yeah. arbitrary cutoffs is just wild. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, why even get too worried about it if that's, they're not even clearly going by that. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think right now I'm, I'll take the three seed, um, but prefer not to be in the West if I had to choose. But I mean, whatever. I think I'd rather be over there with Arizona and Kansas than with some other kind of configuration of like UConn or whoever else. So, so um, obviously it depends on who we lose to um, if we were to lose a couple more games, but where do you think we'd end up? Like, let's say we end up going 15 and five in conference. So we drop two more. Um, and let's say that we do beat UNC and Virginia, which I feel fairly good about because I think UNC is just not playing nearly as well as they were when we played them. And then UVA, we always kind of match up pretty well with them. So let's say we win those two, but we drop two other games like the weight game and then NC State or something. What would you guys prediction be for seeding? I mean, I think it's going to depend on everybody else, but yeah, if we won, if we only lost those two, though, that would just be two quad one games that we would lose and yeah. everything else that we would get, including um, we get a quad two, two quad twos and a quad one win, a quad one and a quad four, or whatever Louisville is. Yeah. Um, Quad so, yeah, but how did yeah, the other I, one shake out? Did the did the Arkansas one go to a quad three, or does it stay a quad right, two? Yeah. you know, there's a yeah. lot that can shuffle that's out of our hands, honestly. Yeah, um, in that regard, I would take that though if it meant losing at Wake, losing at State, but then beating Carolina and Virginia just to kind of get them. Below in up, theory, we them to. In theory, we could win the ACC if that happened. Like. Yeah. All that would have to happen was UNC would have to lose to UVA. To, to Virginia. Yeah. 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 And we would have to beat UVA in North Carolina and then Virginia yeah. finish second and then, or third. Right. And then yeah. boom, that's, yeah, that would win it. And then, you, then you're looking as long, as long as you don't lose, what is it? Thursday is the first, it's so the then, quarterfinal. So if could, you didn't lose could Thursday. Could that potentially get us into the two seed territory that, that, that Carolina is sitting in and right now, like why aren't, why aren't we perceived right. in that kind of same spot? Yeah, like if we had less total losses than Carolina, because we would at that point, um, or maybe it'd be the same number, 
but we had won the ACC. I think the optics of winning the ACC could maybe get you into that two seed. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, maybe it forces them to look at it in terms of like, is this conference going to get two of them, right? Because, I mean, I don't know. Where else are you going here? I mean, Tennessee looks like they could kind of be, they could fall, right? They've already lost six. Um, Iowa State is going to be in that conversation, I guess. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes, I guess. But, um, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit about Miami, man. So, again, it's a road game. So, you, you're a little concerned there. You're a little nervous, I think, heading into that. But, man, they have just not been good. They've lost four straight. They've lost five out of six. Um, their defense is just abysmal for the most part. And even their offense hasn't been anything like to write home about. I mean, they got some dudes though, right? They got what they start one, two, three, four, five juniors. They just start all juniors. Um, obviously we were familiar with Amir Matthew Cleveland from FSU is now yeah. over there too. Nigel Pack, we're all pretty familiar with him. We tried to court him for a little bit. Um, Luga Poplar, probably pretty familiar with him as well by now. So they got guys. They're coming off a of Final Four. Now, they don't have some of the wings um, and Wong that they had last year that were just killers for them. Um, but they, they, get, they should they be better freshman. than they are. They got a freshman that I watched one game can hit hit threes. George, I think. Tyshawn George, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. He's 41% on yeah. like 103 attempts. Like and then, I don't know if you guys seen this, but uh, Nigel didn't play in the BC game, and I don't know if he's expected to play Wednesday night versus us. So, oh, that would be, uh, that would be, yeah. that would help. I would take that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll totally take that. Cause um, I, I, I imagine you're going to probably hit on what I was going to hit on, right? Uh, the danger with this game is always Laranega's pick and roll. Pick and roll. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is a big defensive game for Flip. We need yeah. him to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, on both ends, really, yeah. because I think this is also a game where they're not putting a bunch of size. They only have one guy at 6'10 on the roster that's a yeah. freshman that doesn't really play a ton. Um, Omir is 6'7. Now he's going to try to space you a little bit, but I mean, he's only taking 46 threes on the year. That's not like an insane, you know, volume or anything. What, um, what I'm hoping is that uh, John shows on the game footage from last year and they kind of take that personal. Yeah. We'll see. Because that was ugly. You know, we just got slaughtered, essentially, and wanted to uh, take that one back. But the Boozers were there for that. Remember that last year? Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 That's well, then rough. we got them in the ACC tournament again after that, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did we, did, we, did yeah. we play them at home or not? We just yeah, played them one we, more time? Or? We played them. Uh, I think we beat them at home, see. too. We split with them, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so I, they, think we, they, I think we... Had a close win at home. And we then beat like, them by two at home, and then they blew us out like a couple yeah. weeks later. And then we beat them again um, in the what, ACC like tournament. Seven or eight. Is, yeah, which is one of the most fun games from last year for me. That was like 85-78, but it was just I mean, it was a great mm, game yeah. to watch. Oh, it was pretty close most of the way, honestly. And Flip was incredible yeah. in that game. So he didn't he miss was a so shot. Good in that he missed tournament. one of his threes. But yeah, he was just yeah, really, really good. Because he was amazing in the Pittsburgh game, too, right yeah. before that. Yeah. Yeah, we we dominated Pittsburgh in that game. That was really fun. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's just that small ball, you know. Uh if they if they are able to spread us out and get to the rim and spray threes as well, like that's when we get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, because they can shoot the three, right? They're 37% as a team, yep. so they can get them up. Um 
And even their offensive like profile looks like it should be better than like 68 yeah. or whatever it is, but it just hasn't been. Um, I mean, they're 10th in the conference. So something has happened in the last few weeks for them where it's just not been good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll kind of jump in here and do a little bit of a prediction on it, though. So Ken Palm has a 79-73 Duke spread on that. Shoe, you taking the, the cover there or where are you going? Yeah, if Pack doesn't play, yeah, I'd take that. What if he does? Mm. I'll still take it. Still take it. All right. I like it. I McCain. Like it, bro. McCain likes it in Florida, man. That that's his true. Tis true. What about you, Ro? You you like Duke in this matchup or a little wary? Yeah, I'm a little wary. Um it's it's been it's been a couple games since I predicted a loss, so I gotta get back on brand here. Um yeah, I think that they're gonna play their best offensive game in a while. And we're gonna lose a tough one down there. Yeah, for me, it's it's one of those things where it's like I felt I felt that Florida State could got could get us right right on the front end of this road trip. Um, and so now that we looked pretty good and handled that shorthanded, now I kind of feel good about this Miami one. But like, I, I want us to do it because I, the one at Wake scares me the most. Yeah, probably, that's, right. That's in the terms of like, I... that's the one of. Um, if you lose to Miami, you're really staring at like a potential two game skid right there, which is tough to to swallow um, at this point in in the year. But um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. They've just been so bad. So I'll I'll take Duke to cover. I'll say, uh, I'll say probably by like a bro. I'll say ten. Say about ten. Okay. So yeah, especially if and and I don't know if Pack's going to play, but I'm assuming if he does, he's going to be semi limited. Um, now again, Proctor might not play as well, but yeah, I guess that's um, a big point too. We we've played some pretty big games without Tyrese. You know, yeah. we, we beat Baylor by eight without Tyrese. Um, we just went down there and handled things in Florida State. Now, you know, obviously we can't have thirty five, so that that's a big factor too. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Duke by about ten. Need this one. Need this one, um, especially heading into Wake after that. But I believe that would. Put us in tie for first if we because we're essentially a half game back right now with Carolina. Yeah, I think they're twelve they had, and three. They, we're eleven and three. Yeah, well, they, they played, played one, more, one more. Yeah, and but they're off this week, so right. this will be the the catch up game essentially. It would so. be a tie, except they'd have the tiebreaker, of course, because right. head to head. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Did we see anything for certain that Tyrese's concussion came from the previous game, Wake game? I assume it. I did. remember him going down. He got yeah, hit. Me too. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of weird because he played the rest of the game. You know, maybe he just didn't realize that. I mean, he didn't play well, so. Yeah, it could have been like it's some kind of protocol, like if you yeah. get checked out for it, that you have to sit the right. next game at least. So, but that would have that game would have been five days before the Florida State game, right? Something like that. It was uh, Monday night. Monday, Monday yeah. So, so yeah. in theory, by this Wednesday, that's like a nine-day gap. I, I feel like a concussion protocol is usually like a week at most. Yeah, probably. Typically, like unless there's something else that's just right. lingering there. Um, you know, I, don't, I haven't seen any news, which is typically, I don't know if they would put anything out. I mean, he's going through concussion protocol, so he probably has to clear some stuff there. He didn't play Saturday, Wednesday. You would hope that if nothing else, he's there for for Wake. You know, I mm -hmm. think that would be um, safe to, to bet on that. But anything I mean, else we need to... Hit on here? Well, I was just going to say he could certainly help us with the perimeter defense with defending some of their guards. That and then also, 
also just like I feel like with ball security as well, like, you know, he's been fairly not turnover prone. So the more ball handlers we have out there, the better, you know, just yeah. talking about that trend of increasing turnovers lately. Yeah. And when he's good, it just really elevates yeah. everything else that we're doing. Like when he's on, when he's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely defensively what would be nice to see because mm-hmm. our defense is actually trending really well. So it was like 38th, like a week and a half ago, 25th now um, in a good spot in a good spot. There is that, one so. thing I did want to ask you guys about um, John, John Watson posted this. So uh, McCain tied Austin Rivers for um, 10, 10th on the most three-pointers made by a freshman with 58. He's only got one more to to tie to Trajan Langdon and three for John Shire. Gary Trent leads it with 97. We got eight games to go. How many do you think it gets to? It's got 58 now. Well, I guess it sort of depends on how many more games we play, right? So we've got eight regular. Eight for sure, yeah. I don't think he can get to Trent's number, unfortunately. I think the volume just probably wasn't there throughout the year yeah yeah but he could could get to like if we played two or three if we played a couple acc tournament games we played like three ncaa tournament games he could get into like 80s maybe so so ingram is sitting at fourth with 80 Mm -hmm. and then cam reddish had 89 jj had 95 and gary trent had 97 i'm surprised reddish had that many yeah um yeah, I mean, RJ Barrett and Jason Williams tied for fifth with 73. So I think he can get past that. I yeah, think, I think he, he can get, get to fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I could see him getting to like 80, right? That's yeah. 22 more made three. And it depends too, right? He shot 11 threes the other night. If he's going to start putting up 10 threes consistently every game, then maybe, you know, maybe he gets yeah. there. But, and, and if you go to the ACC championship game and then you also go to like an elite eight or something like that, then you're adding, you know, several more games in there. But I, I'd like to see him go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot him, bro. Yeah. Shoot him. yeah. Let him uh, fly, dude. Yeah. Let him fly. Why not? We need it. So. All right, fellas. Well, I guess we'll get out of here. Um, probably come back sometime middle of the week here. Uh, Nice little Wednesday, Saturday setup going forward for the next few, next few ones. So only have one more of those Saturday, Monday turnaround. So that part's kind of nice. But in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. You can find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. You can email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. You can find us on X slash Twitter at devilsdenpod247. Keep the faces strong and the revive. Good.